you know why the dropout rate is so high in this industry is because a lot of people, first of all, they say, I'm going to try real estate. Well, you're not going to try it. Okay. This isn't like, oh, I'm going to see if I can make a soft serve cone at McDonald's. This is a career. This is a job where people are trusting you in millions of dollars. And that's not something you just try. You either do it and have the balls and the confidence to jump in with two both feet and go full force and put everything you got at it. Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome to episode 171 of KT hey, Confidential. Everybody. I'm Adrian. This is Ariel. Hi. And uh I already said this is episode 171. Today, Ariel has come up with a topic. I'll let you convey the topic to everybody. This morning, what? did you forget what it was? No, we just were undecided on how you wanted to word it, and I don't want to word it incorrectly, and and then go against your perception of the topic and our discussion. Three tips. Going to give you three tips for brand new realtors, aspiring realtors, before getting started. So it's kind of like three things you can do pre-planning wise. At what stage in the process are these realtors or these people will assume they're not necessarily realtors yet? Either before you start your courses to become a realtor and get your license during or immediately after. Early. So early in the process. So before starting to, before you have a client, before even going to a brokerage and, and physically getting your license preferably. Right. So you don't even know what I noted down, but I noted down three tips that I tell, and here's how I got it. Here's how Basically, I got the idea. You're providing the tips and I will add to the discussion and, well, and, and we'll see where it goes. Isn't, isn't that how it usually goes on this podcast? Well, you Let's certainly talk here. more than I do. Yes. I, ha- I have more, th- I have more things to say. I'm a, I'm a good listener. And even then, not particularly. <laughs> you you are silent but violent. <laughs> um, so how did I come up with this idea for episode 171? Well, we often talk more um, to homeowners and investors. I like the idea of talking to realtors. And we have a lot of realtors that listen to the podcast. Yes. I I know of at least... 50 in our brokerage alone that listen to it on a regular basis. And then our sphere of influence across the country. uh, Surprisingly, we have a ton of realtors that will message us and aspiring realtors like Blaney, who's a realtor on our team for almost a year now. Um, She was listening to our podcast and following us on Instagram and then reached out for a job. If you so, are like Laney and looking to join a team, send us a DM. Or need some advice. Or just need some advice. Yeah. We're always answering questions from realtors or aspiring ones all over the country. So do not call us. because we probably won't answer the phone. Correct. All right. Tip all right. number one. Throw well, it out. Well, well, let me just say that primarily is why I wanted to talk about these things because these are usually my first three things that I talk about when, when on a call or on a zoom or, or even through DM with people that say, Hey, 
thinking about getting into real estate. Um, can you give, can you give, can you give a newbie some tips? Can you give me some, some insight and some tips? So number one, and for the viewing and listening audience, Adrian does not know. So again, I'm just going to spit these out, blindside him a little bit. He may agree or disagree, and you may agree or disagree. Would love to get your comments too. So leave us a comment. Let us know your thoughts, whether you're a realtor or aspiring one, what you think about these three tips, and if you have any that we should be talking about in future episodes, because I do want to have some episodes where we do talk more to the realtor audience. So number one, do a quick Google search of your name. See what you find. See what you find. What yeah. is out there with your name attached to it? Now I'm going to combine that. That number one tip is see where you where you are online. What's what's out there with your name on it, and purge your social media. So go or through. have se- or separate them. Have, I mean, that's a lot to manage, but some people prefer that is you have one for business and one for your exclusive close friends. It depends. Yeah. It depends where like, okay. So I'll use Lainey for example. And I was going to talk to her about this. I don't like when there's a lot of content just continuously regurgitated between the same, between different accounts. So if you're going to have, Adrian Trot and then Adrian Trot real estate agent and Adrian Trot real estate agent posts a video maybe once in a while you share it on your personal but not on a consistent basis right so um people that want to follow you in business they will follow you in business but they don't necessarily want your business stuff if they only want to follow you personally it's a hard balance i personally don't like having two separate ones i just i just think you should monitor and manage how much business activity you're sharing on your personal accounts because if there's too much they're going to mute you unfollow you or unfriend you and um and you won't know any better that they've done that so so you have to be really careful. But what I what I mean when I say purge your social is I can't believe the amount of times I would interview somebody. And this is for any job, really. You want to do this when you're out job hunting. Doesn't necessarily mean being a realtor, but the first thing that a potential client will do in real estate is Google search your name and they will creep you on social to learn more about you, see what you're about your family, what you like to do. Um, What's your personal life like? Do you have any common interests? And I can't believe the amount of times that I'll interview somebody and I'll creep them on social, Facebook, Insta, Pinterest, LinkedIn, wherever, find out as much information as I can. And you've got tons of photos of, you know, half naked bodies and drinking all kinds of things in a big party environment and getting all drunk or high or, you know, um, not business represented 
photos, right? Like you're not putting yeah. those photos on your business card. So, so be, and I'm not saying, you know, having photos of you having a drink and celebrating or anything like that are bad. That's good. It shows the personal side, but um, a lot of us have been on Facebook now for, I don't know, over 20 years or something like that. So you've got Has photos. It been that long? Yeah, something like that. Pretty close. Yeah, yeah I guess so. 2005 or something? I don't know. Anyways, so. No, I just Googled Google their names to see what would come up. I, I do that on a regular basis. Still to this day. Really? Oh, I, have, I, have, I got you covered. I have something set up with Google that notifies me if there's, if there's ever any sort of publication with my name in it. It never catches the actual stuff, though. It always sends uh, something I get from... Stuff. I get stuff. Nothing. Yeah, you, it's usually another Adrian Trot. That's a, I think it's actually a female in the UK somewhere that's a very active like cyclist well, it depends or something. On, it depends on your name, right? Like, th- there's yes. only one Ariel Cormendi in the entire planet. I can assure you of that. <laughs> no, right? I don't so, think so. If anyone else knows another Ariel Cormendi, we want to meet. Yeah, and I got some words for that person. Um, If your name is John Smith, obviously you probably have a problem with search engine optimization in your future. Um, Finding you as a realtor might be a little bit more difficult, but at the same time, spelling a name like Ariel Cormendi often gets misspelled. So there's, there's pros and cons to everything, but anyways, uh, yeah, Google search yourself, see what you can find, uh, go through your social media, wipe out any photos you don't want potential clients seeing comments that you don't want potential clients seeing go back into that Twitter account that you haven't touched in the last 10 years. And you'd be surprised what people were saying back then. Right. Uh, you know, those kind of comments when you've had too much to drink and you decide, oh, let's go on to Twitter. That's what was well, happening 10 years ago. So on, on that point, you're, there's the one aspect of it is you should be true to yourself because you will attract like clients who you will work well with. Uh, the other side of it is the uncertainty of will you push some wrong buttons and create enemies and does it really matter? And then, you know, the thought of cancel culture nowadays, not that, you know, any, I can't imagine how large you'd have to be to fall into that category, but there's a line. Well, I always say when it comes to things like politics and religion, be really careful, be really, be really careful because you're in a business where you will have many different opinions and the people trying to hire you will have many different opinions. At one point I even said that you shouldn't even talk about sports. My mindset has changed on that quite a bit. Um, But, you know, as things evolve in, in life and in the world, um, like sex, you know, I think 30 years ago, Talking about sex in a public forum was a little bit more faux pas than it would be today. People truly talk about sex and gender and, um, you know. 
I think, was- I think similar to how your mind's changed. I think that way, almost right across the board, even with things you're talking about, politics, religion, I see a lot more people voicing their opinion now. And Well, I'll give you an example. If you are an anti-vaxxer. Yeah. And What's your opinion? The, the perspective. Well, yeah, you'll either get a bunch of clients that are also anti-vaxxers. Right. Or, or you're going to. And you, and you will lose some. Or you're it's not a matter of or, it's and. Right. And you, that's right. Good point. But anyway, you will definitely look, the gain point, some. The point here, okay, is. Same as you and I wearing jeans and swearing on occasion. Right. 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 If you listen to the last few, I can't remember what podcast it was, but two or three podcasts ago. Oh, and we even broke down the story a couple of months ago. So go back and watch all the podcasts. You'll know what we're talking about. But uh, yeah, I mean, when we got into the business, we weren't true to ourselves in that sense because we thought we had to be in a dress shirt and tie when we went to a meeting with a client. Um, Now we show up in... And sweaters. I just, I just had one. I mean, I don't. I'm not dressed bad. I got a pair of jeans. I got my company uniform. Just don't tell anybody how how much you paid for your jeans. <laughs> I've got a mixture of. Uh, it helps when they're like six hundred dollars or whatever jeans, buddy. I would not spend six hundred dollars on a pair of jeans. Listen, I have jeans. I mean, I have a mix of jeans. I have just your average run-of-the-mill jeans and i have more expensive jeans but they last me i've had probably most of my jeans for a decade well i i do invest in good jeans i've got a pair of ags on right now and they are the most comfortable pair of pants i own and to say that for a pair of jeans is uh something anyways purge online your social and you know to the point i was going to elaborate on that it's just get rid of stuff that you you don't want there anymore, right? Like, keep it simple. I dumb it down. What do you think? You might be, be better there? just to start a new account after <laughs> after twenty years. On, I mean, it's not like it was ten years ago. No, I wouldn't do that. Don't do not start to go back to. Yeah. Well, so what? That's part of part well, of now your it's job. Like I've now. got twenty thousand posts to review. Whatever. You know Whatever. if you know if you need to do it or not. Yes. You know well, if that, you were. That's it. You know if you were pushing the boundaries, and now you look back and go, "Ooh, maybe I shouldn't have that there anymore." Right. So, be true to yourself, but just be cognizant now. You're in the public eye more than you ever will be, or well, ever listen, were. If you have stuff that you need to delete, because it's like maybe you're just a dick, naturally a dick, and People should know that about you. Don't hide it. Just put it out there into the world and people will either be attracted to you or stay away from you. All right. Being being a dick and being true to yourself was not part of the tips here. Okay. So let's stick to the main main points. 
All right. What's the next point? Make sure all of your electronic devices, number one, that you've got everything you need and that they are up to date and working efficiently. So we all, why, why, what? <laughs> Go on. I'm probably going to disagree on this, on this point. Well, that's fine. Disagree. I don't care. That's why we're having this discussion and this podcast. That's why people like to listen is because we don't agree all the time. That's right. And we can have a heated this. We're being true to ourselves now. So That's right. I think the first thing you should do, if you don't have it already, you know, we're Apple fans, Mac fans, go out, buy a good MacBook, brand new one. I don't care if yours is two years old or 10 years old. If it's more, if it's, I would say two years is okay. Two years or newer is fine. But if it's anything older than two years, go ahead and get a new one. That's number one. Same thing with your phone. If it's more than a year to two years old, go out and get a new one. Get the best one you can. So in this case now, what's the best one? Apple or 13, uh, 13 I think 14. I've, I'm the, the pro pro max 13. Sure. I think that's what it is. The Pro Max 13. Go get one and get yourself a pair of AirPods. Okay. These little things. They're great. I don't particularly like the noise canceling feature, but I use it from time to time. But more importantly, you're going to be on the phone a lot. So you're going to be using these a lot because you're going to multitask. You have to have your tools up to date and the tools that you will use absolutely by far the most your laptop, or if you feel comfortable working with a tablet, but it's, it's challenging, more challenging um, because of document sizes, sometimes photos, depending on what you're doing. If you're uploading your own listings and your own photos, you probably will need a laptop. So MacBook, iPhone, AirPods, up to date. That is my number two tip. It's an investment, an investment in the tools you will use the most. So now tell um, me, do you disagree? My, I completely disagree. I, I say that the tools you're using, as long as they satisfy the minimum requirements to be on social media, even if there's a shitty camera with no, poor, no, you didn't quality, just say that. No, hundred percent. You no. you can kill it in this industry. In oh, any uh, industry, hey, you need listen. a basic phone, a desktop computer. You don't even need a laptop. Get a basic. If you desktop are that computer. good that you would kill it with all the basic stuff, you will be that much better with all this current good stuff. Sure, but people just starting off probably don't have the funds for that. Take those funds well, then, and redirect them into networking, advertising, etc. Much better use of money. So the audience can take their pick on which side they they the lean people siding to. with you may just be looking for an excuse to buy a new phone, which is fine. One thing, one thing that I hey, will, phone and I AirPods, will agree with. Phone and AirPods, 100% you should have 
the latest and the greatest, not only for camera, but for everything that you, you can go spend thirty dollars on AirPods or just buy a twenty dollar pair of wired headset. Wired? What are you? Oh grandpa? my god! Oh my god! There's a no. cable to my phone. Listen, yeah, no. I, I oh don't disagree that your option is better. Do you know how many I'm times saying... I'm on a call with a client or another realtor? And I'm yes. multitasking, doing something totally different. What you want me to sit down on the phone, uh, uh, on the desk at the desk all day, or you want me to have the phone in my pocket with this fucking wire hanging out of it? Come yes. on, no, yes. no, you're, you're spoiled, st- little brat. <laughs> you're stupid. <laughs> oh, tip geez. number three. Hey, listen, one one thing on that though is where I don't disagree. It doesn't. I don't usually go this route, but I do see how it could affect certain types of people is if you do spend money on something, maybe you feel that much more driven. Like, you know, if you go buy a fancy car, although I don't think it's necessary at all, but maybe having that pill, that payment motivates you to work harder. There is that aspect of it. First two months in the industry. So over 10 years ago now, what did I do? Didn't have a single cent of income coming in. Just yeah, started in real estate. Went out and bought your white, Three series BMW. Went to the BMW store on the way home from a meeting at the brokerage, stopped in there, saw a car I liked, and I bought it. I think I was with you, wasn't I? You were. No. Yeah. Was I? I remember being in the I car was... when they called and said you were approved after on obviously the way lying home. on your credit application because well, you had no income. Yeah, I didn't I didn't lie. I just told them what your I made previous job. Previously. <laughs> yeah. My credit was good. Right. Anyway, the point was for me, well, first of all, I love cars, right? Coming out of the car business. And now for the first time being able to go and get whatever car I wanted instead of driving a Toyota, because that's what they gave me to drive. Um, And I always felt, and I know you, We've commented and talked about this in the past, whether or not a uh, a vehicle um, is representative of your your business and of your success as a realtor. Debatable. I think it has less to do with your success and more to do with your personality. Yes. Yeah, I know a ton of very successful realtors that drive a quote-unquote cheaper car or a pickup truck or whatever. I'm going to buy a pickup truck probably this year, maybe (sighs) next year. Maybe you'll stop talking about it. Only been talking about it for the last year. You know, for those of you that don't know, Adrian, it takes them about three years to make a decision in a purchase. The truck I want is not available yet, so I'm being patient. It's available. I see lots of them driving around. Not Anyways, the one I want. Uh, I went out and I bought a brand new, or at least a brand new 3 Series BMW. It wasn't a very expensive car. I mean, I don't know what expensive is by today's standards, but I think it was a $50,000 car, so not cheap. Um, and I had no income coming in. So... And I was already in debt a little bit from the courses and getting signed up. And we had put some money aside together in a separate account to use for business purposes. And 
no income coming in yet because we just started. And I just slapped myself with, I think it was like $835 a month, if I'm not mistaken. No money down. 835 bucks a month for a car plus gas and insurance when you're not making any money. Most people's jaw would drop. Yeah. Well, yeah. for me, I knew that was a motivator on top right. of my mortgage because <laughs> I had just bought a new house too a few months prior. Uh, on top of the mortgage, uh, condo payments, still had the condo in Florida, uh, maintenance fees down there, taxes on both properties, all these things, got all these expenses. Somebody's got to pay for it. Right. And it drove me literally. Uh, <laughs> tip number three. Hang on. Hang on. Good segue what? into tip number three. What? Yeah. Okay. No, no, that was, I, I got a little lost on the tips there. We're good. Well, tip. So we already covered tip number one extensively. Tip number two was get with the electronic times phone, iPad, uh, MacBook. You disagreed. We talked a little bit about um, what your thoughts are on that. So now we're going to move on. Is that okay? Let's go. Do you you don't you don't agree with me at all on those, the phone, the MacBook? I don't disagree that the <clears throat> they are obviously nicer and will produce make your life a bit easier. Um, you know, you can complete tasks more efficiently. Uh, they can I process think that's a quicker. big component as a realtor, being able to complete as tasks new, efficiently. Not as a new realtor. As uh, well, not I'm assuming this is somebody coming into the industry um, without a lot of money and trying to establish themselves. Those Brings things us are into nice. Tip number three. But not necessary. Set yourself up a line of credit. So it's that there's actually two parts of this tip. You should have savings put aside specifically for your business and be prepared to lose it all. You're investing it in yourself and you're only going to get a return once you start doing some deals and making some commission checks. But you've got to have bank. You're not going to see steady, consistent, and substantial income for at least 12 months. Even the realtors that do super well in the early stages of their career, they go through a period of time in the beginning where they're not making anything. You got to have some bank. Don't go into the business broke at, well, you know, some of the broke ass people might be working harder to make sure that they can pay for it, but don't go with the mindset that it's not going to cost you a lot of money because it is. So either be prepared to spend the money you've got or be prepared to get in the hole. By the time we started making significant money and having it come in consistently, I had accumulated somewhere in the vicinity of $70,000 of debt. It's a lot yeah. of a lot of money. We were investing yeah. a lot of money in the business. I had to pay the mortgage and everything I just talked about. I did that with a line of credit. 
have a line of credit. Even if you don't use it, have it as a fallback. The last thing you want happening is obviously to not be able to pay your bills, but also not be able, let's say your brother's best friend calls you up and that person wants to list their million dollar home with you because they like you. And you have no resources, no capital, no bank, nothing to be able to invest in that property, to market it well, to promote it, advertise it, stage it, do all of those things. And you're out of pocket up front because you're not going to get paid probably two, three, four months down the road. So you got to be able to carry that cost for that period of time. And hopefully, once you sell that listing, maybe one of the neighbors see what a great job you did. And now they want to hire you and you have that expense again, and you're not getting paid for 60, 90, 120 days down that road. So these expenses start to accumulate. So you got to have that fallback to be able to have that financial resource that you're going to need potentially personally and absolutely for business. Yeah. And I'll end before you chime in on that. It would be prudent to have a credit card, which is specifically for your business activities. So you can track where your money is going. You can build up points to use those points in the future for maybe you use your points to get AirPods, whatever. Um, and, it, and it just makes accounting much easier when your expenses for your new real estate business are separate than your personal expenses. Makes, yes. makes it much easier to account for at the end of the year. I would agree. And this point I would agree with uh, wholeheartedly when uh, one of my big factors, when we made the transition into real estate and we probably made it late, a little bit later than you would have let, had liked to, because you were uh, oh, for pushing sure. me to jump ship from our pre- previous careers um, earlier than I did. But for me, a big factor in it was having uh, myself set up a little bit better financially so for me, I would agree. I think I, I imagine one of the greatest reasons that the the dropout rate is so high in a, I mean most industries probably, but real estate specifically, is because of the lack of getting uh, results and the sheer cost of running the business and having to survive in the early stages of your career. And so my point, I'll just throw in an extra tip for the, uh, something called tip number four is to be patient and having those funds will enable you to be a little bit more comfortable during that period of patience. I think it was Ryan Reynolds who I watched once and it was, he was saying that when he first got into acting, he gave himself, let's say two years, uh, to, to make something of himself. And if he didn't do something in those two years, he was going to go back to whatever else it was he was doing. And at the two year mark, he called his mom uh, and had a conversation said, okay, I'm there. I think I'm done. Nothing's coming. 
she encouraged him to wait a little bit longer. And then within a matter of weeks, he got his big break and got one of his first big movies and look at him now. So it's like a lot of people, what, so patience is key with anything, with your marketing campaigns. With okay. Well, that business. tip number five is to work your ass off. There you go. Yes. Hustle. Yeah. Hustle don't, and work don't your be ass patient off. on your couch. You got to, you, you gotta know why the dropout butt. rate is, you know why the dropout rate is so high in this industry is because a lot of people, first of all, they say, I'm going to try real estate. Well, fuck off. You're not going to try it. Okay. This isn't like, oh, I'm going to see if I can make a soft serve cone at McDonald's. This is a career. This is a job where people are trusting you in millions of dollars and you, you, that's not something you just try. You either do it and have the balls and the confidence to jump in with two, both feet and go full force and put everything you got at it. And if you're not willing to do that, then you're probably not going to do a lot of business and you're going to, you will waste a shit ton of money trying real estate. You might as well go down to uh, casino Niagara and <laughs> I'm serious. Take 25 grand, take 25 grand to casino Niagara and put it down on the number six on the roulette table. Okay. You might as well do that. You have a better chance. So out of, a hundred thousand realtors in the province of Ontario. There, almost a hundred thousand realtors in the province of Ontario. One percent, one percent. So you know how many one percent is? It's like a thousand thousand realtors in the entire province do ninety nine percent of the business. That's why everybody and, you know who's a realtor is in the top 1%. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, nobody else is talking about it. <laughs> and the dropout rate is something like 80% of new realtors will not make it to month 13 in their new career. So anyways, there's a few tips for you guys thinking about getting your license. Um, going to bring you some more of these tips. So if you enjoyed listening or watching this, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on those future episodes. And more than ever, I would love to hear the comments from you folks and uh, shoot us a DM if you are thinking about getting into real estate. It can be a very challenging career, but it can also be very rewarding. And we're happy to chat about it. Maybe we'll talk about that in the next episode the challenges and the rewards of being a realtor. What do you think? Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, there you go. There's a little teaser for episode 172. We'll see you then. Ciao. Bye.